Welcome to the Robocast, episode 108. I am your host, Craig Danby. My special guests this week are Sam Elliott, 64, <laughs> and Jevon Woodrow, World of Woodrow. Welcome, guys. <laughs> That's perfect. So we go with that. That's just how it's going to start. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Elliott, 64, and welcome back to the Robocast with myself, Jeremy Walder Woodrow, and our guest for this week, Craig Danby. Hello, Craig. How are you? Howdy. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, now, I do need to... Are you not going to introduce Steve? Well, Steve isn't here. Oh, and, and Steve no, is. There's, 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 there's there. there. Um, <laughs> for those watching or listening only, uh, there's a little mannequin of some description I, behind I, Craig. I have made a puppet. <laughs> In my in my off time, um, he's uh, he's blue, he's got a little red bow tie, he's got glasses and a hat. He's actually he's a copy of another puppet from a, a YouTube show uh, called Puppet History. Uh, check it out after you've listened to, to us talking about robots for the next forty five hours. Yes, this is, this is what we do. It's a, it's, it's a special skill of ours. Oh, I didn't know we were doing the Norwalk stream lengths. Oh, <laughs> um, well, Craig. Yes. This is podcast number 108 that we've done. Um, now, someone... I actually put a comment out last week saying that we obviously already spoken to our guest for this week, confirming who it's going to be, and the number 108 was special to them. Why is 108 special to you? So, I built a robot back in 2001 called TX108. And it went to series six and seven. No, before that, wasn't it? Five, six, and seven. Yeah, season five, six, series five, six, and seven of Robot Wars. Um, the image on your screen is TX109, the <laughs> built version uh, from uh, 2014. Um, so, uh, good job there, Sam. I, look, um, look, there was no clean <laughs> images of TX108, so what did I have to do? <laughs> I mean, you could have asked. I've got I should, I should have asked hundreds. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, 108 was my was my crusher bot um, that I built. But well, mostly my dad built, and I I claimed that I built um, I built it a lot later on, or rebuilt it a lot later on. So, I mean, Do you have any like, any of it left at all? Is it still still about anywhere? So, I think we've still got the arm. I know um, the hydraulics from 108 went into Predator. Ah. So um, it's just a, it was a modified, we changed the motor on it because we blew the motor, but the, yeah, the, the hydraulics from TX-108 made it all the way 20 years later to BattleBots, basically. That's nice. So that's it, pretty it, cool, it, I think. Yeah, I thought a nice little story, the, kind of the fact that it actually managed to compete, you know, in some d- description, like even on BattleBots you know, all these years mm. later. Uh, yeah. I have to give a big shout out to Tom Morbis who actually got that correct and guessed it was going to be you. So there you go. Good, good for them. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I say I'll send you a sticker, but I won't. I don't have any left. Oh, that's a, that's a shame. Well, I, 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 do wanna, I do want to talk about um, this year's robot, uh, which is, of course, Slamo now without the W. Yeah. Um, first, of all, I want to talk about the colour scheme. Like, was this just like... <laughs> Did, you, did it come to you in a, in a fever dream one night? Sorry, I was I, you, you flicked screen and I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> it uh, been wearing the glasses. We we had to do something that was very different from what we had before. Uh, we needed to do something that was very distinctive. That this was not the same bot as last year, mm. and uh, it is it's three layers of vinyl 
so there's a base layer, which is like a circuit board. It's white with a gray backing on the circuit board. And then there's a red layer and then there's a blue layer. But in the red layer, it's, uh, it's got all of the names of the people of, of, that worked on the robot. So it's myself, my wife, my brother, um, Randy, Jason, Matt, Mark, and, and Mike. And then in the blue layer is names of all of our sponsors. And I'm glad they didn't show uh -huh. that because I've got a sponsor listed in the blue layer, which pulled out last minute. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Thanks for that. That's cool. <laughs> um, what obviously the machines look similar, but you can tell there's obviously been mm. a lot of evolution between Slamo from last year and Slamo from 2021. Like, what were the key differences between the two machines? Uh, we changed our material, so last year was all AR500, and this year we used a, a material it doesn't really have a name, um, it doesn't have a brand name, but it's a high manganese steel, and it's a it it's what very, very expensive digger buckets are made of. That's it. <laughs> um, it's got Steve, very, it's, on, it's like if you get like a really, really expensive like JCB bucket, they're made of this stuff. And it's like the, it's the high end stuff because it hardens the more you work it. And um, what I didn't realize when I bought the steel was that it had to be welded underwater. So uh... Uh, I had to get a really big plastic bucket fill it with fill it with some top with water and um learn how to weld underwater so that was interesting That's and one thing i found is that if you weld underwater the water disappears pretty quickly so you have, to have the hose on while you're welding so um that was interesting that was an interesting process yeah i mean it's, but internally from this this bot to last year's bot it's the same motors the same uh gearboxes uh we actually well, it's not the same gearboxes. Um, it's the same ratio, uh, but we went to slightly smaller wheels, but we upped the voltage so that we didn't lose any speed. We're actually a tiny bit quicker. Um, the weapon arms are supposed to be the exact same ratio and stuff. Um, I saw lots of comments from people like, oh, Slammer hasn't protected its uh, its top at all to face an overhead bot. It's like, it's all half-inch steel. What's it going to do? <laughs> if you get through half inch steel, it doesn't matter what I put on. Yeah. So um, at, that, at that point, you know, it's, it's kind of like irrelevant. If, if, if you're yeah, going through I mean, that, then fair enough. Then you, it's, like, yeah. it's like if you're going through, like they're like, oh, we're going to hit the gearbox. The gearbox half inch steel, and it's fully welded and bolted out of plane. Um, and the the shaft itself is a two inch solid steel shaft. It's not hollow. It's you know, if he if he hits that and breaks it, he deserves he deserves to take it home as a prize. So you know, congratulations. Um, so I wasn't worried about them hitting it over the top. The arms this year are solid as well. Last year, they were plate welded together. Mm. They're, they're a solid lump this year. So, uh, yeah, and it is Mad Catter Blue. Uh, oh, it is? Out. So uh, we couldn't get hold of any uh, cyan blue, the light blue, which happens to be his color. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and but nobody had any. We we tried to buy it online, and they were like, "Give me a six week delay on delivery." And nobody in Vegas had it, and um, so the Mad Cat guys were like, "We've got a bit of blue left. Here you go." I was like, "That'll do." So <laughs> yeah, it's the wrong blue, but it is. It it's is blue nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. I kept seeing comments like, "Oh, you know, it looks a lot like Mad Catter," and I'm like, "Well, I mean, it's their colors, so literally their paint." <laughs> Um, obviously, fight number one was your fight against Hypershock. Yeah. Um, what 
in the end killed Slamo because it, I mean as much as uh, getting getting hit by a 180 mile an hour spinning disc that weighed about 80 pounds um, <laughs> actually it's not even that heavy um, it's it you know it, it hit and hurt and uh, it just I'd like it's to say good. that we came out of that fight and the, the bot was went into the fight and the, everything was straight. We came out of the box and it wasn't straight. Yeah. And so it, twisted, you, you know, can just see it on the, yeah. some of the slow-mo that it's it's not the nice shape anymore. <laughs> Correct. And um, after the second fight, which we'll get to in a, in a bit, I guess, um, I found that if you cut the welds, the material uh, flex back. Uh. So I was like, oh, so you just cut all of the welds where it's bent, and it just and the material just goes ping back and just back to straight, and it wasn't bent at all. I'm like, oh, that's. I wish I hadn't cut half the robot off now. <laughs> you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Yeah. So what died on it? Everything. Um, <laughs> nothing was moving at the end of it. Uh, so yeah, they just it just straight up killed us. Um, new speed controllers went in and. Uh, new motor yeah one new motor went in two new gearboxes uh two new wheels they they busted both of the back wheels uh spare set of side armor went on um, and that was it so yeah that was that was that i mean to be fair it was it was a spectacular fight i mean you know the, the color clash alone was worth it i think you know it was <laughs> we wanted to do so many other little uh mockery things at the beginning like i was going to drive hypershock and he was going to drive slammo which in hindsight i wish i'd done <laughs> uh, as I would never have given it back. Uh, I mean, the gamesmanship of swapping swapping sides was was wonderful. We talked about it for ages, and he's like, "Are you going to do it?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." Because I've tried to get other people to do it, and they wouldn't do it. And he, was, yeah. I knew that I could get Will to do it. I was like, "Let's let's go." So we drove across, and and he's like, "You actually going to go?" And then the referees are shouting out, "Like, get back, back to your square." Oh. Like, <laughs> I did wonder. Here. I'll just start from here, and they're like, "No, drive back." So I drove back, and Will's like, "No, no, we'll both start from the blue square." So we're both we're both parking, the and then they're like, "Will, get your ass back!" And he's just like, across the arena, spins it round, and uh, I'm like, that was "Close to it. that was that was good fun." Um, but yeah, yeah, I I love I love the hypershock boys. I have no problem losing to uh, to Will. Uh, so. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was indeed. It was stressful. It, fun. Yeah. Should we talk about some fights from this week? I think that's yeah. a good idea. Well, we're going to actually talk about a fight from last week first. I'm really sorry. It's actually a uh, YouTube exclusive. Again, from last you week. throw the word around fight. <laughs> that was contact made. That's a fight. D- disappointing oh. fight, nonetheless, but a fight. Um, Please for Smee that they got a win. Yes. Maybe not in the way that they would have they would have liked, and definitely not a defeat in the way that Deep Six would have wanted either. Those those big kill slot slots this year have really Arena is blocked. Fight underground. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Let's go. It's just start tunneling down. Um to be fair to Smee, I think they would have won even if Deep Six hadn't got stuck. Yeah, they they already started. Deep the Six by was that point. struggling to manage to hit anything on Smee, and Smee was just getting under them the whole time. And then as you say, they they caught a wheel and took it what can do I, I do think Smee would have taken the hits better than people think it would have done um I think John like they're both good drivers like mm. Joe Joe and um uh Dustin 
uh, great drivers. Uh, they're both very difficult robots to drive. And they do a really good job driving with really difficult robots. Um, I disagree. I think um, it just needed one good hit from Deep Six to win it. Mm. The and really annoying thing was that right before filming, like we all have this every year we do it where they announce the first group, uh, set of fights. They go through this like, rundown of what's changed in the arena and stuff like that. And they specifically said, if you get stuck on the arena by your own doing, and you can't get off and your opponent can't get you off, we will unstick you and start the fight again. Uh... And Smee was right next to him. And Smee did take his wheel off after he got stuck. But Deep Six got itself stuck. Mm-hmm. You're going to see this later on. I don't know if they're going to show it, but there's a, there is a fight later on. I think it's in the tournament itself, so I won't say who. Um, but somebody thinks they get stuck on the arena, and they're just, in, they're, just, they're just doing the thing. They think that the arena is stuck on them, and they insist on an unstick. And so they go to unstick it, and they go, you're not touching the side of the arena. Um, you're just out. So they close the box, and they count them out. Probably not going to show that bit, but that's no. definitely happened. Uh, so, eagle eye viewers, keep your eyes out for which fight it might be. <laughs> if, if they don't show it, try and can... don't, don't spoil it. Don't, don't spoil it. Don't, don't spoil don't it. Spoil it. It's slam old bike force. I can't believe you beat Paul like that. You know, come on. It's, I mean, yeah. It's interesting they didn't unstick. Yeah, and I think it's a it's a shame in, in this instance that we didn't get to see much of a fight, and I can see why it was kind of shoved to the Sunday slot, if you like. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's 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 one of those fights. Where and of course, just... they they made those kill source uh, kill source slots wider so that they could fit the pyrotechnics in, didn't they? Yes. Which yeah. the, the lovely sparkly bits, and they look so there's pretty. There's, and I think there's now two swords in each slot, and the oh, pyrotechnics really? come out the middle. Oh right. Oh. So there's, there's, there is more of a, of a hazard, if you like. I was going to say, there's yeah. a lot of extra room to fit some pyrotechnics in, and I was really starting to question it. Well, um, yeah. Each their own. Looks great, though. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that little intro bit before the main event and the first fight yeah. of the night. Um, yeah. Let's let's move on to uh, to some proper fights, shall we? Let's, let's, okay. Let's get on with it. So, fight so number one. Bloodsport versus Sub-Zero. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I pulled it up. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so I can remember. I know I know all, all the results. So I can remember who it was. Bloodsport versus Sub-Zero. Great. Okay. Let's go. Well, <laughs> what what do we think? Because I, I for, for me, this was just excellent control and driving from Bloodsport. Yeah, it was. I, I really enjoyed this fight. Um, I watched it back earlier today. Uh, we, we watched it. We've been recording some of uh, LEGO War Series 3 uh, over the last few days, and we watched this on... Uh, David of Smeg's sofa, uh, enjoying the episode as a group, but all talking over all the important bits. So I thought, well, I'm going to try and rewatch some of it. And uh, yeah, I, I rewatched this one. Uh, that's about as far as I got actually. Uh, but the the actual fight itself is is very very fun. Uh, Sub Zero obviously missing out on a few flips. Yeah, I wonder because the... it feels very sort of like. I know they had an issue back in 2019 where if they... Was it 2019? I can't remember. When they got hit Sub-Zero, their flipper system then had a reaction to it and, and went off. Uh, and I can't remember the details of why that was, but I, it looked like it was happening again here. Either that or they were just a bit slow on the trigger. I, I, I thought the... Because the 
it wasn't Logan who was controlling the flipper, was it? It was the guy next no. to him, and I can't remember the guy mm. next to him's name. And I wonder if he was a little bit trigger happy and kind of just got a bit excited or just panicked. He wasn't a waiting bit. for a good flip. He wasn't. He wasn't. Um, and as a result, I think got one one good flip on it and chucked one good flip, over. but Bloodsport, you know, gyro stabilization of the horizontal spinner in the air, it landed well, and just took it apart. Like, and there's, there's the whole kind of side panel gets caved in, the wheel gets. Mm-hmm. The, the red Shot foam in the Chris wheel. Rose. I know, rude. <laughs> I did like the fact it that all the wheels had different colour foam in them as well. That was nice. It was very much a, an old school robot design versus a new school robot design. Yeah. You've got a billet bodied uh, blood sport versus kind of like a tubular frame uh, of Sub-Zero. All the air gaps. There's only a certain amount of ways that you can build a flipping robot. Um, mm. Sub-Zero is... Logan's great, and his robot is great, and he's a terrific driver, and his flipping system is terrific when it, when he gets good flipping. Um, but the original, like the, the original build of the bot, I'm fairly confident in saying it's not what he would do, and I'm fairly certain that if we'd have filmed a month or so later, we'd have had a new version of Sub Zero rather than a rebuild from last year's. Mm. Uh, mm. And I think that's what we'll get with Sub Zero. 2022, That's 2023. Yeah, it's something to look um, forward to for sure. He's he, this is um, this is not the bot I think Logan wanted to bring. Um, so yeah, it was an old school versus new school kind of uh, way of doing it, and a new school generally. It was interesting that we didn't see the similar tactics to their Valkyrie match in the Bounty Hunters. Oh, hello. Somebody's nicking my power. Um, the, the it was uh, interesting. We didn't see the same tactics as in the Bounty Hunters episode um, last year against Valkyrie, because uh, they managed to just get him in the corner, flip him, flip him again, flip him again, hit him with the pulverizer, flip him again, and until Valkyrie doesn't know which way up they are, and they they just lose. They just yeah. lose the match. Um, Bloodsport, obviously, very different machine to Valkyrie, but that big front wedge on it, I was, I had hopes. I had real big hopes that we were going to see the sort of just smothering capabilities of Sub-Zero. And then I had another thought, because there is oh. written into the rules this year about corralling, um, mm. and how much of that tactic they were worried that might have been deemed corralling. That might come up later. Mm. Mm. Very saucy. Ooh. Oh, Craig, you Perhaps in the main event tonight. Ooh. Tonight? Had thought. Had oh, thought. Oh, well, yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. There's a, there's show, a moment yeah. where I went, yeah, they're going to be told to back off. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but sport, I mean, excellent. It, I really enjoy it, the fact that the spin-up time terrific. is... Yeah, yeah, it's a terrific robot. Extremely well made. Mm-hmm. The guys the guys do a terrific job of it. And to have retrograde in as well, uh, which we'll get to in a bit, uh, just terrific amount of work that they've done. Really good mm. job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, coming from yourself, who has a an overhead horizontal of of your own in the past as well, you know, it's and hopefully the future too. And of course, yes, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> let's let's talk about <laughs> what does Steve think? <laughs> what do you think, Steve? Moving swiftly on. Yeah. No. <laughs> we, we had to censor that. We had to censor that very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, let's, let's talk about fight number two, right. which is Cobalt and Ghost Raptor. So um, entries are closed now for the uh, the 
competition where you can redesign Ghost Raptor. Yeah. <laughs> Cobalt's already done it. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Turned I it mean, into a fine paste. I yeah. mean, we 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 said I think earlier last year, didn't we? We kind of suspected like at some point the kind of the way that Ghost Raptor's laid out the fact that it's kind of three pods really, kind of like Red Devil or almost. Yeah. Um, was kind of suspected, you know, the caliber of machines of today, and obviously Cobalt really is one of the better ones and you know regardless of the, how their first fight went you don't want to fight it it's an absolutely you know it's a destroyer of worlds if it gets you and it got ghost raptor and my god did it get ghost raptor i've never Max seen a oh, Matt maxim was so pissed off after the fusion fight i was in the welding tent with him and he's there like get out of the way and he's just pushing the robot he's like, i got shit to do and he's just like cutting pieces off him. <laughs> And the Leaf and Welding guys were like, uh, I was like, yeah, just let him do his thing. <laughs> not, that, not that they could have done anything to stop Matt anyway, but he was yeah. he was destroyed. Whatever came next, he was destroying. And I had a horrible feeling it might be us. I was really glad it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> because I think he probably would have done that to us as well. Um, he was, uh, yeah, he was absolutely terrific. Uh, one thing I will say is credit to Ghost Raptor. Um, they fought uh, Glitch, mm. I think, within 20... Or twenty-four, within, at least within twenty hours, of fighting glitch, they were back in the arena fighting Cobalt, and they fight again with Ghost Raptor. So wow. they get this robot back together. So what uh, credit where credit is due? I uh, I was as, sure as that we, was it. Yeah. Done. <laughs> I think a lot of us were, and I remember one of the guys talking to one of the Ghost Raptor guys, and he's like, oh, "Man, Chuck wants to rebuild it. I just want to go get drunk and party." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was like, well, and he does. They get the robot left together and uh, uh, gets back into Damn. the arena. So, um, fair play. To Chuck and the boys, terrific job. But bloody hell, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never seen, I've never seen a robot so broken. Like, the, like it's, it's kind of been. I've seen people compare it to kind of when Vanquish got split in half and Huge got split in half. But on those occasions, it was kind of, it wasn't clean. Its, it's sections have come apart. Yeah, this was. Everything. E- everything everywhere. Sparks flying, everything arcing, and then it's on fire. Oh, it, Buttering the arena floor it was with Ghost Raptor. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like and I, I, I and the fact is as well, like, there was a, a legitimate opportunity here where that may not have happened and because Cobalt was stuck under the screws and Chuck could have gone in and really done some nasty stuff to Cobalt themselves. Um I bet he regrets not doing that now because I mean there's there wasn't much Ghost Raptor left after this fight, was there? Or well, certainly not much, like, how it was meant to look. No. It's a face only a mother could love. I mean, that was before the fight. I mean, after the fight, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, there my was, goodness. There's a wonderful moment in the fight, really early on, where one of the forks on Cobalt just goes like that. And just, <laughs> just, just, yeah, just smacks itself in the face. Yes. <laughs> and I, every, every time I see that, I giggle. Because I've seen it a few times now. It's just like, ah, fucking come on. It's just slap his own face. It's great. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I think Chuck kind of put it plainly away. If he didn't win this fight, he wasn't going to be in the bracket. I'm not expected to see Ghost Raptor in the bracket, I'll be honest. Cobalt, I am. I really am. Because that was just spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. I don't yeah. think there's really much else to add other than that, really. No, no, it was, a, it was a creaming. Almost an actual creaming. Yeah, it's true. Let's move on. Fight number three. Sees, well, Ice Wave and Deadlift. Um, the old Ice Wave back. Literally, the old Ice Wave back. Yeah. Um, 
how how we remember it back in 2018 or was it the the one they took to vegas mm. in remars one of those two one of yeah 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 what yeah. of one of them two um obviously with the the blade now not yeah. you know toffeed like it was in in vegas <laughs> it was i was surprised actually i i had deadlift to win this one yeah same. because the last couple of years like last season we kind of saw how much punishment deadlift could take and Okay, yes, it, it ran, I think, did it run out of battery against Ghost Raptor themselves? I can't remember. It just stopped, didn't it, eventually? And then it beat Jackpot and was giving Jackpot a good fight this year. And then just kind of the the damage accumulated for, for Deadlift, didn't mm-hmm. it, unfortunately? Yeah. I kind of thought, well, Ice Wave doesn't spin up the fastest. Deadlift's pretty solid. I feel like Deadlift have got a chance here. And no, I was proven very wrong. And Ice Wave turned it on and it's such a great noise when it's in the arena isn't it it just it's it, it just it really does hit different i remember being at uh 2018 battlebots and um when ice wave powered up for the first time for its like spin-up test or whatever it was its functionality test and the pits empty to go and watch it and then everybody comes running out like oh man <laughs> like oh this is so cool <laughs> it's just sitting there and he's just like Turning, it just turns it off and then waits like 40 seconds and it stops. It just brruh, 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 with this blade doing 200 miles an hour. Like, That's so cool. And then he turned it back on. It's definitely a robot. Yeah, it's definitely a robot that's kind of it's not the apex predator anymore. Let's let's say that much with Ice Wave, but like you you know, you just love to see it in the arena, don't you? It, like it, it you just do. it's it, can, it, it, it was damage. so good to see it back properly yeah. working for the first time. You know, not having your drive chain sticking out the bottom of your robot to get hit, not having um, your bar beaten to bits, not having the top section clouted by Scorpios. It's just ice wave, and it's there, and it's doing it. It's doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the it was, it was... The deadlift guys as well because they really earned this fight as well. One of the things that it's like an unwritten rule in BattleBots is that you have to earn like the next step up. Like mm-hmm. if you want to fight a legend, you've got to you've got to do well. And they've yeah. done so well to get to the point. Uh, you know, they like Bounty Hunters last year was their best run in reality, yeah. and uh, like their fight against Jackpot this year uh, was actually really great to watch. We kind of thought it was going to be a repeat. We were we were surprised and... that it wasn't in the main in the main card. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, I, I think the problem is that like they they edit. The, like the the fights as they're going and there was nowhere for that fight to fit into that show mm-hmm. if you like um so it probably would have done been a high ranking or highly uh, highly sought after fight um in a later episode but it kind of messes with the narrative if you if you do that kind of thing so mm-hmm. um but i i think deadlift is extremely well made um uh, it's uh, the guys that run it are really good that, like for a relatively new team, uh, I know they're they're currently at Motorama and competing, but new to BattleBots, new to the big boys, they've done a terrific job. Um, so credit where credit's due, they've done they, they've done great. Yeah, it's, it was Always a real shame. I've just looked up what went wrong for the Deadlift team, and seemingly they had some battery connectors that were just really awkward to get apart at some point. They went into the box against Jackpot. It's all got loosened up nicely so that they can get it on and off. And then just in this fight, popped off the battery connectors and that was that. 
always cable out. always cable tie your your connectors <laughs> or at least try and just, tape it just weld everything together <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a simple way of doing it um i do think again kind of like ghost raptor deadlift might struggle now to get into the bracket i feel like if they're going to do it they need to take out someone big and as we've kind of said you know they've obviously earned the they've fight kind of already f- they've, yeah. they've, they've not only that the jackpot i mean top 32 robot last year Mm. They've kind of fought two big names, or reasonably big anyway, for what is modern BattleBots now. Mm. You know, where do you go from here? It's going to be a, a rough one for them. I yeah. will say, it's the first televised fight that they have got that wasn't on Counters, basically. I know, which is crazy to think, isn't it? Considering that obviously last Main year they... season. Yeah. Ooh. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. And obviously, Ice Wave at one on one. Obviously, the loss to Black Dragon. Black Dragon's very good. You know, you can't. Top as, four as, machine as, from last as, you'd know, as you'd know, Craig. No idea. No idea. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to chip my back off on that one. Oh dear. <laughs> what does Steve think? He doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. Let's... He doesn't. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about some uh, some lifties and flippies then, shall we? Blip and right. overhaul. Uh, Jevon, you, you, you seem very happy with, with your um, toy. Blip, blip goes on strength to, strength to strength. Just continues to be a beautiful machine. I'm going to, just before we talk about the fight itself, what the hell, BattleBots? You did a whole section on how Blip works and didn't put it in the show. <laughs> Come I on. I know, I saw that. It was, it was with, um, with Pete, wasn't it? And, like, yeah, a Pete section. Of... Pete Abrahamson talking about bloody how technology works, about Blip, and you decide to put that on Facebook. What? Uh, <laughs> I, forgot, I completely forgot to mention back in the earlier fight with Bloodsport, Blip, uh, sorry, Pete with his potty mouth. What a guy! <laughs> just I mouth mean, of a sailor. Oh, what a guy! <laughs> what, a, what a guy! <laughs> Thanks for that, Craig. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, oh, we've just earned the E on this podcast. I think. Yeah, I, 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 there's, there's a reason I keep hey, we the can e on really it. earn it if you like. I can really jump up, take it up, it's, and it's, it's, hold him back. <laughs> what did Pete actually say? Well, he well. said on Twitter, didn't he? He's, I can't, I'll find it. Um, talk about blip and overhaul. I'll find it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this was a bit of a trouncing once again for overhaul. Unfortunately, just it, they it didn't start off that way. I think. I think they were getting the better off of the early. Well, it's, when when Blip turns, obviously it's got the gyroscopic forces of a spinner because the spinner is on the inside of the robot. So when it is up to full whack, it's just when it turns, it lifts, and that just gave Overhaul the perfect opportunity to get under to start with. Um, and then then Blip starts doing acrobatics. <sighs> it does so I wonderful. love I love a good electric flipper. Uh, yeah, because I. Having fought pneumatic boys for 15 years in England, back to back, when somebody turns out with something different, like Blip and like Hydra, like that's that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, actually, you know, initially I thought Overhaul might get him, uh, you know, because he was he, he was getting in underneath him and just looked like he could just do the grabby thing, be like get you. Um, I just don't think that Charles is the best driver in the world. Uh, and Aaron is yeah. one of the better Aaron, Aaron showed so, last year just superlative driving and all season. I mean, it, Tantrum won its way to the top four through driving because the weapon system packed up more more often than not. So Driving the, and reliability was, yeah. was what got Tantrum where it was. And it's going to be something similar, I think, for, for Blip, um, if not this year, next year. Um, 
because new bots tend to take a little bit of. I say we, we did see so. one of the wheels died towards the end, didn't it? On Blip, I think. I yeah. think it was dead at the like at the, at the death when they were counting out um, um, overhaul. I don't think Blip could move. I mean, really? Oh, the fact, the fact that they, they were flipping, flipping themselves around, they were kind of yeah, able to I, show movement. I sort don't of. think they could they could physically traverse. So. Mm. That's interesting. Oh, that's, that's an interesting one. I found what Pete said, by the way. Okay. Uh, Pete, Pete, Pete apparently said, well, what he says to reply to Mr. Psycho, friend of the podcast, absolute legend. Uh, he, he said, duck Should shift him up. Of <laughs> We've had him on already this season. He's, he's busy. Um, he said, duck shift up. Uh, now, obviously, you can kind of interpret what he actually said there, but. Yeah, he said fuck shit up, basically. No, <laughs> we're going to yeah, dance around it and then we're just going to say it, sure. Yeah. No, uh, we've, already, we've already had to use the E, so the E's fine. Um, blip was excellent. I, I really, you know, the, the flips that it did get, you know, especially when it's kind of on that kind of side wall where Overhaul was kind of on fire by that point already. Um, yeah, what happened? Rage because, Bridges. Uh, uh, say no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it lost two wheels, caught fire, refused to elaborate, and lost... <laughs> Rage bridges. Rage bridges. Uh, there you go, folks. But um, it was it was excellent to watch. I, I can see what like we were a bit confused again. Like this is kind of the mid card major fight. And I was kind of like, why would they put Blip and Overhaul there? But sure enough, it was a spectacle. It really was, and that's exactly why they it was. Put it there. was at times like a wrestling match where Blip flips Overhaul up into the air, and Overhaul just smashes its face against the upper deck <laughs> as it comes back down. It just feels like a body slam, or as close to one as you're going to get in uh, in, in BattleBots. Yeah. Obviously. Not a suplex, of course. Of course. Not, not quite a suplex. Well, I'm, I'm, impressive. I've been a bit disappointed with Overhaul's lack of suplexes. I mean, I know they've had two very difficult opponents. Let's not make any mistakes here. Ribot yeah, is I mean, Ribot is... And Blip You're lucky is, to win against that. Yeah, and, and Blip obviously doing very well is kind of carrying on from where Tantrum kind of ended last season with how well it's well it's controlled and what have you with Aaron at the controls and the weapons working very well. Um, I hope their third fight we get to see a little bit more grab, lift, pick up, mess around in the in the hazards, but mm. we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Um, I think the other thing as well, which was kind of interesting to note, was uh, Aaron kind of refusing to. Uh, we've talked about this earlier this year, kind of him refusing to kind of be drawn into the Hydra rivalry because, you know, ultimately there are for only now. four for now, but there are only four flipper bots in the field, and you know they're all doing something slightly different. And credit to him for not oh. kind of uh, lucky Sub Zero oh, Hydra. Lucky. You, forget lucky. you can't forget about Lucky; they're wonderful. It's <laughs> called Ziggy. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> As I'm old. Uh, <laughs> I've been we'll, around for a long time. We'll, we'll remember Ziggy deep down. Um, anyway. Fight five. Fight five. Huge and retrograde. Um, huge fight. with the, the black wheels. Yeah, it must be 2019 because he's wearing black shoes. Uh, this yeah. is so cool. It is such a good win for Huge. And you could see it written all over Jonathan's face. Just mm. such... The relief of stress, I think. Yeah, such a good win. Um, retrograde going in without the spinner, and we—I was wondering what exactly is that spinner going to hit, because it's an undercutter, and there's not a lot under huge, so makes sense to put the weight somewhere else, I guess. Yeah. Went for the top armor, didn't they? Uh, which didn't really last very long, sort unfortunately. Of it off. Um, 
it's interesting that Hughes, because they, they armoured up on top thinking that Hughes was going to spin into them. Down, yeah. But they did, they span, they span up and, I mean, the, the evidence was fairly clear very early on that retrograde wasn't really going to be able to do much. It, it's it's so difficult because obviously huge Hughes' body, you have to be really, really good to get that. You know, yeah. Kraken very, you know, got it last year with the kind of the spear and the grab and the flames. Matt Vasquez See, I has think... shown a couple of times, he's, he's shown how to do it. Retrograde's uh, best tactics here would have been go for the wheels and, and try and get your... I think, I think that was what they were planning to do. Um, but um, it's a lot... Like, say it every single time. Everyone's got a plan until they get hit. Mm-hmm. And um, the idea is that you have to fox up a little bit and you drive forwards towards um, huge. You tank that first hit and you turn into them as you get yeah. hit. That's the idea. of Because we've had similar discussions. Um, I actually have made some slightly longer arms so that I can squish him down on, onto the floor and bend his wheels out. That's like, I'm like, get him. Yeah, pull, pull him down to that, the ground. It's like, I'll bring you down on my level. Um, that was my plan. Uh, I, retrograde did everything I think Retrograde could do. Um, they armoured where they, where they needed to. Was it enough? Unfortunately not. That's just the way it is sometimes. Uh, mm. Um, you know, should we talk about that huge celebration as well? It does, does have an air of the uh, the meme where you <laughs> take, take, to assert take, dominance. Oh no! Take the medal, take the champagne, drink it, celebrate, snog your wife, and all that whole third setup. place third place guy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Now I I don't know about you boys. I don't know about you boys, but I think huge did that as a test. I think huge went up onto the upper deck to see could they get up there themselves. If yes. they wanted to, and Obviously. Sure, sure enough, they could. Hundred uh, percent. What I liked more is that they went with one wheel up one set of the screws, and then just turned and went up the other set of screws with their other wheel. <laughs> just like, yeah, I don't see this as a hazard. I see this as aid for us, an opportunity for, for yeah. huge. As we, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that in the future because they may just hide up there and spin up and then come down and decide, okay, now we'll fight you. And it's a it's a great strategy because. Not every team. I don't think many teams could do that, if any. Like, that's what I want to see from Hexbug is is the huge upper deck set. <laughs> huge upper deck to... set uh, with mammoth, and it comes in a six foot by six foot box. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I will have to sign for it delivery. You know, a, pro- a proper. You know, I want to see. Yeah, it, come, it comes in one of those battle box crates that yeah. <laughs> everyone ships out in. <laughs> um, it was. This is a, a, a fun. You know, the fight itself maybe not as you know exhilarating as some of the fights in this episode but it was it was a fun fun little fight and retrograde to lose to huge is no shame you know there's... bing bong there's somebody at the door is there no be at the door <laughs> oh oh my goodness look at his it's face the, it's the real steve wait for it it's impossible steve it. can go away wait for it Hello, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Are you okay? Right, on to the main event. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, tell us your thoughts of everything up to huge retrograde. Go. Uh, I mean, the, the episode's good. It's it, it it's been really good. I mean, there's been a lot of tense fights. Judges had to haven't had to work except until the main event and that's basically how i feel about the episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to say about Cobalt and Ghost Raptor. Um yeah that was special uh <laughs> y- you know 
Ghost Raptor is made out of sticky back plastic. Uh, but that <laughs> this is one of those things where I, I don't I don't know if anybody would survive that hit. That was I, that was just plain scary. <laughs> and having that happen right up against the driver box was a that was a special, isn't it? it was, yeah, chef's kiss it was it beautiful. Really was. It really was. But yeah, um, right. Let's talk about Copperhead and Fusion. I'm going to come to you first, Steve, because you know I, f- yeah. I feel like we've, 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 you've waited long enough, <laughs> Steve. I know. He's just woken up. He no, I haven't. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> Talk us through the fight. Okay. So this fight, I had a feeling Copperhead might have an edge because Fusion's had trouble against Verts. So we have this this fight where if they go head on, I expect Copperhead to have some trouble. Doesn't end up doesn't end up being a problem because Copperhead knocks Fusion's Vert out immediately, uh, and then it's just a one weapon one weapon fight, and then all it takes for Copperhead to get a chance in is is getting around the side and tossing Fusion upside down, and it just it just happened to be a just a one sided affair. Uh, I expected mm-hmm. more more hits between the two of them, but it just Copperhead's a different beast. Uh, I think they're really really ready to make a deep run this time. I think they were embarrassed last year. And I think they're ready to really show that this bot can actually do the business. So, yeah, I must say, kudos to Fusion who didn't go up in flames this time as well. No. Like it's it's two for two now on staying not on fire, um, which is great because that's always a better way to have your robot keep the smoke yes. in. <laughs> um, I think as soon as the vert went down, Fusion is obviously very limited to it's a horizontal versus a vert. In the past, we know how that goes. Um, we have seen Copperhead struggle against some horizontals in the past, but it seems to have put those grievances to bed as well. Um, I think the other thing for me in this fight that kind of highlighted an improvement in Copperhead was the, was the standard of driving, and the mm-hmm. driving in general was just really, really good. Solid. Um, yeah, it, it was... You know, in the first fight, I think they had, obviously they got hit on the wheel, didn't they? Which we which we found out later on. the The chain got knocked off by Lockjaw, mm-hmm. and you know, it was, I think it wasn't it wasn't Robert driving, was it? It was the other guy. I can't remember, but I think Robert was driving in this fight. Luke? Yeah, possibly. And I think he was driving this fight, and it just it just it just seemed a lot more planted, and yeah, very very impressive from Copperhead. I I'm <sighs> depending on who they fight. Mm-hmm. You're still a little pensive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, if they, depending on who they fight, they could be again top three seed. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really, really could be. It's that good. Uh, the jury's still a little bit out. This was very, very impressive, but mm-hmm. they have been prone to kind of dip in and out of form. And obviously, you know, Mammoth we saw last year, you know, turn them over. So we'll see. Again, beautiful art by Kimberly on the on the drum. Oh yeah, we didn't really get a good show of it. Come on, camera guy. We yeah. really didn't get a good zoom in where they like came a, out of the. It was like the snake, and there's like a big explosion in the middle, wasn't there? A kind of big, yeah. you know, nuclear bomb sort of style explosion. Um, mm-hmm. Craig, anything to add to this? Um, Copperhead is is really, really, really reliable. Um, mm-hmm. It's so it's so difficult to knock it out that. Um, it wins fights purely on reliability. And um, I love the Waiachi guys, but Fusion's reliability isn't 
as good and taking that take that from somebody who also has terrible reliability uh, <laughs> i know it when i see it um, <laughs> the yachi guys are as a team they're the best engineers at BattleBots. Um, the stuff they make both professionally and just for the show is outstanding um the you know they're terrific um i design wise i think fusion is a terrific work of design work um, I think I think he does a great job driving it too. Um, mm. I just think it's just the Copperhead is a really really robust, really reliable robot, and I think they need the uh, the, the the machine god to smile down a little bit on the, on them when it comes to the the bracket, um, mm-hmm. because I think that's all they need at this point to to have a have the, have a shot at the giant nut. They just need a bit wow. more luck when it comes to things like. Uh, who they're facing. I'd love to see the Copperhead take on Tombstone. Because mm. be the weapon's just so big and like, it's basically yeah. the same size as, as Copperhead itself. I wonder how it would deal I with that. I think that would be an incredible fight. Mm. Make Sparks. it happen, BattleBots. <laughs> Make it happen. Um, well, Craig. <laughs> I'm glad I showed up just in time for this. Let's talk oh, no. about Switchback and Slamo. It didn't have quite that many blades, <laughs> but no, it, it didn't. I was I was interested with the setup they went with, but um, uh huh. Talk us through it, Craig. What happened? You, if you you've seen it, uh, yeah. it drives out into the box. Once it drives into the box, the box goes whomp, forwards, and you have to drive back and then drive into the box. And that was the front left wheel uh, jamming, and then the chain snap. So immediately we're fighting on three wheels. And I cannot for the life of me figure out what it was that caused that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were we were, ha- we're still having a, a hangover from the, the Hypershock fight and also a hangover from uh, uh, commiserating ourselves after the Hypershock <laughs> fight. Uh, it was so, a, li- a literal hangover as well. <laughs> literal. Like they in the pre-fight interview, they said, they're like, okay, so introduce uh, who, like, who you're fighting today and tell us about your strategy. It's like, okay. Today I'm fighting a hangover, and uh, my strategy is to avoid stressful situations and loud noises. Also, we're fighting switchback, and they didn't use it. And I'm really oh. Oh. <laughs> the whole thing, but they didn't use it. But um, switchback hits hard. That's a 70 pound run, doing 100, 150 plus miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, we we still we're still hurting uh, after the hypershock fight because it's mm-hmm. only been a day or so. Uh, at this point um so uh yeah um we thought we'd made some good strides forward with the bot uh and turns out we hadn't and there's nothing i can do to change anybody's mind on that it just it, this this bot was um nowhere near where we wanted it to be and um, there's a whole bunch of reasons for it but uh but it really looked out. the part this time it, like, it really great, looked right? great you hear that, Jevon? It looks great. I cannot argue it looks fantastic. <laughs> Just bright and unexpected at the moment that Sam put it up on screen. I have to prepare for it. The real question I have is when are the, when's the t-shirts coming out? Because I'm, yep. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm still wearing last year's merch, man. Come on. I mean, we're, we're working. So those shirts, <laughs> uh, they're, they're hydro gear. Uh, printed shirts and uh, we are happy to, to sell them but they'll be like 60-ish dollars each and I don't really want to sell them um, at that kind of price uh, 
So uh, I'm I'm rooting out a, another supplier that can give me a, a more reasonable price. Um, so Fair enough. as much as I would like to sell enough T-shirts to uh, pay for a new robot, um, <laughs> I'm not prepared to do that at the cost of uh, the fans killing themselves to buy one T-shirt. Uh, and, uh, it's a very nice shirt though. It, feels it is a very very nice shirt but um, yeah so let's switch I back to <laughs> I did want to quickly mention the new bot because the new version of Slamo is built um, yeah. and it looks fantastic um, the, the sort of it feels like the the lower sections feel like a couple of oven gloves that you're going underneath a baking tray to, to pull out the oven because it's so hot so with this robot um we have uh we have five we, we narrowed down our our weapon setups to five there's like there's two wedge setups there's this this setup that's on screen at the minute there's the setup we used against um uh hypershock which is just a static forklift mm. and there was another secret one which um, was basically this one but slightly different mm-hmm. um and it was for that was for Witch Doctor. He had a special Witch Doctor setup. Um, had, had we got to fight them again, I was gonna, I was gunning, I was gunning for them a little bit. Um, right. Very glad we didn't because they'd have, the, they'd have destroyed us. But anyway, <laughs> um, so we narrowed down what we wanted to do, and um, they come out to about eight hundred dollars each setup, not including the upper arms. The upper arms are six hundred dollars each. Um, so. When I started designing the new bot, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get rid of the modularity completely. And I'm going to have it as wedgy, like a big wedgy front. And I'll have, uh, the, the, I'll protect the, uh, the, the actual forks themselves as best I can. And I'll stick with the solid setup. And I've saved so much money, man. <laughs> so much. I saved so much money trying to do that. It's like, okay, now I don't need $2,000 just for weapons. I can put that into a second and third chassis. So... Mm-hmm. I actually have I haven't got one Slamo 2022. I have three Slamo 2022s. They no are all built. Uh, one is in England. Uh, we oh, uh, broke one down and sent it back with Chris when he came over for Robot Ruckus. So um, the hope is that I'm going to come over and do the UK Heavyweight Championships with it. Excellent. I look forward to seeing you again at some point. <laughs> it should be good fun. <laughs> it's been a while, Craig. I think the last time I saw you was New Year 2020. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were shoving ice cubes up Tim Rackers' ass. <laughs> <laughs> you, th- you think we're joking. <laughs> no, I don't at all. <laughs> I, I, these are some of the things we can look forward to in April. Uh, hey, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Um, let's let's move on to the main event before you know we, we get taken yeah, down. For... Yeah, anarchy. Yeah, you lose your monetization and it's over. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I think it's probably Sorry, a risk already. <laughs> um, Some editing required. No, yeah. we're keeping this all in. This is this is raw. Uh, Whiplash yeah. and Scorpius. I I'm going to say something a bit strange now. Uh oh. I think both teams made setup mistakes. You think so? Why? So. I think Whiplash made it unnecessarily hard on themselves to win by not choosing the disc. Mm-hmm. I think you're already losing. You're already losing that part of the judging card. Like that's that's what I mean. And I feel like obviously they went on to win anyway, so it didn't really matter in the end. I'm just I, I'm picking holes in something that doesn't matter. But 
I feel like it, they made it unnecessarily hard on themselves. And it was a split decision. Like, like, let's talk about that. That was, we'll talk about that a bit later on, but it was just right. crazy to me that they go for the weapon. Scorpius yeah. lost this fight by putting the really long forks on. And I know the they don't hinge. They, I know they, they were trying to outreach Whiplash, but I don't think that's Scorpius's way to win. Like, their way to win is to, is to just. They didn't have the reach with the weapon, so they couldn't get the damage points anyway. So yeah. I think it, on both counts, it's just kind of like a compromise setup to fight the other. And I, I don't know. Discuss. This is this is everything wrong with the sport at the minute. Is the yeah. the wedge look game? Yep. It's it's just ruining fights. I mean, this this fight could have been. It was a great driving fight anyway. Mm-hmm. It was, but it it could have been more than just a great driving fight. Mm-hmm. Is is what we're saying. Um, it's it's such a shame. Uh, I I am not a big fan of the Wedgelet game. Um, I can absolutely hundred percent see where the production side are coming from by making kill slot the kill slot slots bigger, making the arena uneven, just anything to nerf this game as much as possible because mm-hmm. it it produces some very peculiar and uninteresting fights. Um, the driving in this fight was on point, however. Um, the, the start from Bat Vasquez was supreme, wasn't it? Uh, there's a moment where Whiplash gets Scorpius up into the screws, and I have a feeling, is this corralling? It's a little tricky, yeah, because, I mean, they're moving, so you, are you still within the it's, 30 seconds? It's, it's putting them up strange. into the screws, them then not being allowed to come out of the screws, putting them back up into the screws, then putting them back up into the screws. It's yeah. like, okay, how long are we going to sit here and do this for? Like, at, at what point do we have the refs go and move away? <laughs> but that's what I mean. It falls on the referees to make a judgment call, and if they're not making a fair, judgment I think, call... I think they did say that, and I think at being told to back off Matt. Obviously, back yeah, off. yes, of course. And he and he did. Um, do I think that they probably kept putting him on the screws for just a little bit too long? Um, I don't think that's Matt's fault. I think perhaps no. the referees should have said, um, hey, let him out mm-hmm. sooner. Yeah. Um, and then we could have had more fighting rather than what felt like 30 seconds of of mm-hmm. a bot being stuck on the screws. And um, I think that not moment... No, I think it is that that altercation that in the end got whiplash the decision because obviously they were in full control and aggression at that point. It killed a lot um, of time. Yeah, mm. ran down uh, the clock. The longer the fight went on, the more I felt Scorpios came back into the fight. Oh, it did. Second half, yes. all Scorpios. And, 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 but no people... weapon. Well, that was it. It was which is which is unfortunate because they made so many changes. Obviously, the the, the picture you see on screen is the is the kind of the big weapon that they changed to this year with the more engagement. They went back to their yeah. old kind of disc style. Um, it it hits the top armor, the additional top armor, and just sort of goes. Yeah. I think aggressive attacking. Like, oh, I think they had a problem. I think their weapon motor yeah. might have started to peter out by them. There was a puff of smoke at one point, and I think that perhaps that was. Um, I think it was a belt. Um, they probably chewed through a belt, and they mm. weren't getting the um, the the contact on the belt that they needed to to produce the kind of energy that they can genuinely produce um because you know you've seen them doing the testing stuff and actually hit when you hit something really hard the belts kind of slip and you get that of the belts actually going i don't think they blew anything i think they just i think the belts are the wrong length or maybe 
the clutches if they've got i think on the picture it's got chain so if it's chain they've probably got a clutch on it and the clutch itself is not tight enough maybe mm-hmm. um there's a hundred things it could be i don't think it's the uh i don't think they're doing anything particularly wrong um yeah. you're uh, you're spot on with the, the the wedgie setup stuff they both both were like let's go as long as possible and yeah like, yeah let's do that it's like, no no stop that stop yeah. this bullshit it's so <laughs> annoying um I did it's, appreciate them touching tips yeah. in the middle of the arena, though. That yeah, was, that, was that was cool. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Two robots that I can actually do that touch gloves before a fight. So yeah, it was very cool. Um, yeah, but I say I, I've seen obviously people you know kind of criticizing the fact that it was a split decision. I I completely agree. Um, before yeah. the decision came in, I went, "Man, that's going to be a split decision," and yeah. sure enough, there it was. I actually because... felt Scorpius made, like I thought. If you watch the fight, I think Whiplash won the fight. If I'm if I'm watching the fight, I I think Whiplash wins the fight. But yep. mm-hmm. knowing the criteria, I feel like there's an argument. There's definitely an argument to be made that Scorpius wins this as well, especially the fact that they come back so so much mm-hmm. in the second half of the fight, and they the minimal damage that is caused in this fight is done by them. So right, that's well, the thing. Well, wait, d- done by Scorpius. Well, yes. no, because of course this season damage is damage. So if if you damage yourself, it's still damage in favor of your right. opponent. That, that, that bent fork at the this front. Year. Yeah, that, that made, bent that... fork. The smoke goes in whiplash. Fair. Yeah. Okay, then. In that case, I can uh... I can see an argument for both of them. Mm. I can tell you that me like me not being a judge, not having had the conversations that they have had about the Matrix this year, because uh, it's different from the Matrix last year. I mm-hmm. would have given it to Scorpius personally. Really. Um, but uh, I could see an argument for Whiplash and I don't feel I'm not so aggrieved that I think Scorpius won that what? how did Whiplash win it? it's like well yeah I see that Yeah, um, it so really could flip both ways it, you it could, could make arguments it's a coin, for me it was a coin flip and it could have mm-hmm. been either one of them and I don't think either side would have complained either way uh, no. uh, it was very much Whiplash at the end uh, sorry it was very much Whiplash at the beginning and Scorpius at the end um, and the bit in the middle was where uh, I, think, I think Matty won it, probably. Yeah. But um, with, uh, Scorpius just had so much more control over the end of the fight. And uh, I was always told it's not how you start a fight, it's how you finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, they Leave finished that it so strong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I could see, I could have, I, I would have called it Scorpius personally. Um, but I'm not aggrieved that, uh, that we're Clash won it. Um, no. What second place curse wrong? Well, yeah, I say so, someone actually brought that up to me. Like we, we mentioned at the end of last year to Matt when we, we had him on in the final. You know, do you think you're going to have a, a stinker of a 2021? Because you know it happens every well since the, the show's come back, it has happened apart from when Tombstone won every year. Like since it's been on Discovery, Minotaur had an absolute shocker the year. You know, after the second bombshell, bombshell, of course, yes. as well, and obviously now Whiplash is bucking that trend and then so it's now two and oh so yeah yeah interested to see how I, the thing is it surprised me because it's still such a simple robot like it's not it's not got anything on it that you make you think oh wow that's really powerful or really I mean, it's, it's more more simple than usual because this is the second fight in the pre-season that they've yep. gone straight not with the spin-o, of not, course, I know. yeah so they're saving that for something um they, they clearly have things in mind to save that spinner for so I look forward to see when they do eventually pull it out, what what opponent it is that they bring it out for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before we kind of wrap things up, Craig, um, 
you had a very interesting post on your blog this week, didn't you? I did. Um, it's kind of, you know, something that myself and Jevin and Steve kind of feel quite strongly about. It's, uh, the, it's to do with mental health and BattleBots as a kind of, not a, not BattleBots itself as a remedy, but like making things as a kind of escapism mm. from real life, basically. And mm -hmm. well, talk, talk us a little bit, talk us to us a bit about it. Um, so my day job is making things uh, as well. Uh, so I'm a mechanical design engineer and fabricator. Uh, so, you know, I make things all the time and uh, dipping back a little bit, 2009, I had a really, really bad time uh, personally. Uh, depression hit me really, really, really hard. And uh, I, I couldn't really see a way out of it. And um, it just so happened that RoboGames was happening while I was in my deep funk and uh, I watched Robo Games and I made myself a promise that I would go and compete at Robo Games. And uh, I started kind of working my way towards how I would go, go about what I would take to Robo Games, what I would do when I got there, what kind of robot I would do, and kind of planning out how I was going to make the robot and how much it was going to cost and what I needed to do to earn money. And it didn't solve my depression at all. It took years and years. So 2009, uh, when I was at my absolute lowest, it probably wasn't until 2012 or 2013 that I was I was really on the other side of that. Um, and it was coincidentally, it was 2014 when I first came to America and competed in 2015 when I first competed at RoboGame. So it's a long process to, to fight your way through um, depression and suicidal, suicidal depression, which is what I was fighting. Um, and... Um, yeah, RoboGames was was the sport, the one to go to, but also happened at the same time as BattleBots. And you, everybody kind of thought that BattleBots was kind of going to make a comeback at some point. It took a while, but it eventually did. But my goal was always, I'm going to go and I'm going to compete at the very pinnacle of the sport, whatever it may be. RoboGames was what it was. And um, and I want to win it. And I want to go there and I want to do this and blah, blah, blah. And it, Robot Combat gave me, gave me a reason to, to, to keep trying and to to not give up and um it was it was the thing that got me out of bed every single day and kind of cut forward to 2020 um i spent all of 2020 building robots uh, <laughs> i built a, a robot out of scrap uh, that i found like which was a lot of fun i really got to post the, the final bits of that um built slamo uh, built so many weapons for slamo um, started building a blendo. Uh, I actually decided I was going to, I built a little lamb machine. I was like, you know what really cool? I'll make it a yeah, blendo. So I got motion. a 30 inch wok, lamb yeah. machine. Yeah. And I, I got a wok, like a 30 inch wok, a uh, strimmer. And I was like, I'm going to build a blendo. And I haven't gone too far with it, but I, I just, to that 2020, I just built robots and I was just having the time of my life. But you got to the and, point where you were going to do like your own sort of competition well, this, with all these robots. So, I, I had I had gone like right, I'm gonna make my own it's like Battle Boss isn't happening this year, I'm gonna do my own in my back garden. Today. I remember you saying then, this, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I, I bought all of the wood to make my to make like a sportsman arena and I was it was just gonna be in my backyard. It was gonna be like backyard bots or something like that. And um, the day that the wood arrived, Greg called me and said, Hey, we're on to this date. It's like, oh, man. So I turned that wood into my my workbenches. So I built two workbenches uh, out of it as well. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Um I uh, 
last like 2020 built nothing but roadblocks 2021 and uh the hangover from uh 2020 was that uh i kind of have this ebb and flow with social media sometimes i'm liked sometimes i'm not and it's really difficult to kind of balance what you do and what you say social media wise and that's a really difficult line to walk so 2021 i just didn't walk it i didn't i didn't post i didn't do anything i didn't post those things and uh that was i left a load of groups uh, i'm not on a lot of the, the facebook groups and stuff like that and it was so much nicer you know? and um it's like oh wow i didn't realize that it was causing me this much stress and uh, you cut forward to, to BattleBots and I get to BattleBots and the robot's not working as we had expected, uh, despite lots of testing and everything, thinking it was going to be great. And beginning to realize that 2020 probably, I did too much in 2020. Mm. In 2021, I tried to keep doing what I was doing and I just couldn't. And I just couldn't keep doing it. But um, we sat down as a team um, at the end of filming um, and we decided to give it another go we'll do another bot and uh, we'll go for it and so we kind of we talked about what each of us thought we should do and uh, I walked around the pits taking my taking notes and stuff like that and I'm still really kind of at the point where the iron is hot and I know I've got to strike while the iron is hot but I could quite happily just not do this for a couple of years and come back um, and um, I designed the bot while I was in the pits. Um, I finished the design probably a week or so after we got back. And um, yeah, within within a week or so of, of leaving BattleBots, I had parts on order. And about, four, about a month after BattleBots, I had the first bot bolted together and going, huh, that's pretty good. Then the rest of the stuff arrived. And <laughs> mid-November, I'm driving uh, a fully finished robot suplexing um, old Slamo shells around. I'm like, yeah, it's great, fantastic. I need to stop. I can't keep doing this. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I literally put the robot on the uh, on my dolly, and uh, I just went, "No, no more. I'm done. I've got to stop." And uh, my my parents came over, um, um, which was great. I haven't seen them in two years, so uh, they got to come over, to see them, spend time with them, spend time with my wife. Um, which is like the whole reason I'm here in America. Um, and I built other things. I built my... Uh, Steve. I built Steve too. Um, <laughs> he did say some uh, shocking things been... earlier though, didn't he? That's, that's, yeah, it was it, it's such racist <laughs> stuff. Um, not expected. Um, and, you know, I, I, I made other things. I made, I made him and uh, I made a full 2022 spec Formula One car. Uh, not copied anyone else's design, but fuck you guys. <laughs> um, and uh, a whole box of uh, ultra nerdy, uh, uh, you know, uh, Games Workshop uh, Warhammer stuff because uh, I did that when I was a kid and it made mm -hmm. me happy back then. And built stuff that wasn't going to go into the arena and be destroyed in front of millions of people, and it made me feel really good. Mm -hmm. And um, I've got projects at work that I'm doing that are, um, you know, we do food related um, products. And machinery at work and uh, starting to feel really good designing that stuff because I know that's going to go and help people. Um, we're going to make food for like uh, third world countries and uh, developing nations and stuff like that. And that, that feels good. And it, 
it dawned on me that <laughs> I don't have to build something that destroys things to feel good about making things. So my whole reason for doing robot combat now has gone. I don't have that reason to do robot combat anymore. And so why am I doing it? And uh, it's been kind of, a, I've had to reconvince myself to, to do BattleBots, uh, to do robot combat generally, uh, despite the fact that you can't see it, but I have, I have, I have 30 ant weight robots uh, <laughs> here. Uh, to run your own ant weight anarchy. <laughs> I, I, I just, I have so many, I could do this forever. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's been such a big part of my life. It, it feels strange to look at it from a different perspective now. And um, perhaps now that I don't need to do it, is it a time to stop? Or is it a time to go, now I'm doing it for other reasons. I'm doing it because I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Then I will, hopefully. Because I haven't enjoyed building a robot since I built Foxy Crew. I think the way you described it's just it... just become so... Yeah. Was um I think you said it was like a production line. You kind of referred to yourself as a production line of just making battle bots, which mm -hmm. yeah, to to a degree I I I do I understand it because obviously especially for the last couple of seasons, obviously you know there's been four seasons now on Discovery. It's been year after year after year after year. Everyone brings new machines every year. Like in the old days of Robot Combat, you could probably bring bring the same machine two years in a row. You can't do that now. It's it has to be. Completely new from the ground up, improvements made here, more money, more money, more time, more stress, more everything. And it's, I, 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 I completely understand. It's like, it's, it's like a big burnout and like you kind of mm -hmm. essentially, you know, you've got to a point yeah. where it's, it's a yeah. long running burnout is what it is. It's, it's, it, I'm like, oh, it, it started in 2020. It didn't. It started in 2019 when I decided that after Foxix that I was going to quit and then Mobot came along and said, here's a bunch of money. And I was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> um, but then then at that point, it's like, well, did it start with, did me wanting to quit come out, come with Foxic or did it go with Foxtrot or did it come with Predator or did it come with, with Apex? Or at what point did it, did it stop being about what I was trying to do? And um, I don't know uh, at what point in reality. Um, I was very hurt by... Uh, Fox, it cannot do what I wanted it to do. And that's, that's not because what anybody has said. It's just like I worked so hard and it didn't do what I wanted it to do. Um, mm -hmm. But to be fair, it's, it's not good enough to go back. You know, I could, I could take it to live events and it would do okay. But I've had Foxic fight Slamo and mm -hmm. Slamo wins hands down every single time. So I know that you know, there's progression there. But it's just if, I, if you told me I had to get rid of all of my robots and keep one, I'd keep Foxic. Um, I just would, mm -hmm. and even if it meant if I could never go back to uh, BattleBox, I think I'd be okay with that. Uh, <laughs> because the look on people's faces when I drive it around the neighborhood is like, oh, look at that! Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it are in the bins again. Has <laughs> a very different meaning in your. I name. drove it. I drove it around once, and I knocked over my neighbor's bins, and he, he came out. He's like, "You know what? I knocked over my bins." It's like fucking foxes, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it was a, it was a very fun robot to do a very fun robot to be a part of and um, it was the last robot that was entirely mine mm -hmm. you know um, no sponsor uh no outside help i built every single part of it 
probably why it didn't work as well as it probably should have done. Um, <laughs> haven't had an electronics failure since I have Rams and Jason on the team. Just going to point that one out. Well. Uh, <laughs> you make an interesting point where for how many sponsors pour into a robot, when does it stop being yours? Yeah. Yeah, it's that, that was kind of, I love Slamo. Like mm -hmm. last year's 2020 Slamo, I still do demos and stuff with it and take it out and show people. Great robot. Really mm -hmm. great robot to do that kind of stuff. We've got third place at Robot Ruckers without a weapon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Terrific. It, it's <laughs> easier to drive than uh, uh, than Foxic. It just doesn't feel very... It There's no emotional same. connection sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm beginning to get one with it because it's, 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 I can throw it in a car and I can go fight it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And depending on who it's fighting, you probably lose. But uh, I could pick a fight with a, with a Dell printer. And <laughs> Um, there goes any sponsor opportunities also, with Dell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a Dell computer, so I probably should should be nice before it dies on me. Um, I've only just bought it, so please don't die. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know. I, I've just had a, a realization that I need Robot Combat to not be what it was. And mm -hmm. uh, if it's going to be a production line uh, of things, then I need to treat it like a production line and not try and put any kind of uh, connection to any of it so uh, we're doing our sponsorship uh, package completely different this year so uh, i am selling space on the robot rather than asking for sponsors so it's like you want to sponsor the you want to want to buy space on the robot here's here are nine spots on the robot that are for sale you can buy one or you can buy however many you want but they cost x and it raises like 15k which is 15k it doesn't have to come out of my own pocket mm. um, so uh, i need the robot to be a bit more uh self-reliant financially because I don't know that I want to put any more money into it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's not, it's not about battle bots. That's the thing I, I think what, but it's not, it's not battle bots that are making me, they're not making me do this. They're not making me feel this way, but being a part of battle bots has made me feel this way. Mm. Um, so take from that what you will. I think it's it's interesting having read the sort of blog post and it, it echoed with a lot of us on a, a sort of more a broader sense because, you know, where do you pivot to when your hobby is the thing that is stressing you out the most? Mm -hmm. um, hobby hobby burnout is a, is a very real thing, especially for people who manage to churn out YouTube content weekly. I mean, I, I have done there's but... a reason why every year after we do 20 podcasts back to back after every week that i stop and don't do any until yeah next year because <laughs> it, it it does wear you out and it, mm. it genuinely having the the battle of of the online section because obviously this is an online platform we have to deal with the sort of social media side of things anyway because of the platform we're on and so mm -hmm. it, it it really echoed with us your post that yeah we need to sort of take a look at what we do as well and and think why do we do it? I'll, and... I'll leave a link to it in the description for yeah, sure, uh, um, right at the top, because I, I do want you know people to go and read it and kind of think, okay, it's not just you know everyone goes through you know emotions in different ways, and it, but it is I feel like it's a very relevant lesson to a lot of people, and I think you know I have to say, Craig, thank you very much for sharing it and mm -hmm. being being yeah. very open with us as you know even talk about it now. It's 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 an important thing to keep an eye out for, and it, yeah, it, the other thing about it is that you know. We're all men in this one, uh, so and we don't talk about this stuff. No. Um, I think uh, the younger generation um, probably are a bit more open to talking about it. Um, 
but my dad has never spoken to me about his mental health and he never will um, and I don't want to be a father that uh, doesn't have uh, an emotional support network and so yeah um, I'll straight up say I, I say it to everybody um, that speaks to me about it if you ever are in a place that you don't know who to turn to and you just want someone to listen to there are plenty of organizations out there and I am available on social media. Um, put my, put, use my personal one rather than the team one, CM Danby, which is just my initials and last name. I'm on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, everything, Instagram. If you have, uh, if you reach a point where you, you don't know who to turn to and you want to talk, you don't want to talk to a charity like Samaritans or something like that, reach out. Worst thing that's going to happen is it's going to take about 12 hours to get back to you, but I will, <laughs> will always get back to you. So, um, it's, it's something that men don't do very well. And I would like to encourage men to uh, do better. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, it's a bit of a heavy note to kind of end on. But, um, <laughs> it's Craig, a, it's Craig, a very wholesome note to end yeah, on. Yeah, it, it is. It mm-hmm. is. And um, Craig, thank you for your time. It's been an absolute yeah. joy talking to you, as, as always. And I think you pretty much the, the longest recurring <laughs> guest for us. I think, you know, all the way back to Robot Wars, you know, Series 8. Was it like Six episode two I was two, on? I think three, yeah. Two or three, something like that. And then yeah. you didn't have me on until <laughs> last season. <laughs> well, we had, we, had, we had your teammates. We had Sam and Tweedy on, didn't we? You didn't have Chris on yet. I, I know. Next time, next time, Chris is at BattleBots. Because yeah. I'm hoping it'll be this year. Hoping yes. Apex comes over. Even if it's, even, even if it's, with, even if it's about with, with Slamo next year again. True. He will be on next time. Yeah. Uh, if he if it wasn't for the NIE stuff, he would have been he would have been yes. this time. But uh, I true. do highly recommend having Chris on. Uh, he's he's a quiet person. Uh, like you know, he, once he's like, yep, 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 yep <laughs> all right. Uh, but then once you start getting talking about stuff, he's like, listen, he's Lewis Hamilton should have eight world championships, which is really hard for me because I'm an Adrian Newey boy, which means I'm a mm. Red Bull guy. I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, over, over the course of the whole season, Max Verstappen was a better driver. <laughs> It's only with the head, with the increased duty, duty cycle that Mercedes put on that engine for those last three races that made Lewis Hamilton faster. I am telling you, you're wrong. Who knew that we'd need the trigger warning for this bit of the podcast? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, get Chris on. We, we will do that. absolutely. Well, with all that said and done, yeah. I have. I've really got to pee. Yeah, me, me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm desperate. <laughs> Let's just wrap it up. Like, we're done. See you later. Okay. That, that's <laughs> Sam. I'm doing that, Steve. There's Craig. That's Craig. We're all yep. done. Goodbye. Noodle. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>